Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter podcast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the Wizarding World. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy, and in this chapter, a feels-heavy podcast. I'm Connie. I'm Robin. We're currently recording on my birthday. (laughs) Happiest of birthdays. With constant. To you. On this chapter. This is a gift. I don't think you you keep saying that. I don't think you know what that means. (laughs) Okay. Tis a gift, like my heart. We are going through, I'm not excited. We're going through these (laughs) chapters and discussing all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Forest Again. Oh, she's just... (laughs) We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Pep in your voice, Robin. (laughs) Use the hashtag wizardteam on Twitter (laughs) to join the conversation. I'm preemptively eating chocolate. (laughs) See? You just know how to um, battle Dementors that are literally in this chapter. Dementors named Constance? Whomst? Whomst? Do you love our blog? Do you love Wizard Team? Do you have a few extra galleons lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm all at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. And also we have like special merch now because we're like really cool. So limited edition. Head on over to our website and step up your nerd fashion. Step your nerd fashion and your... Head over to our website and step your nerd fashion and stationary game up. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, you should rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscrate.org. And we are wrapping up book seven, which means soon we'll be live tweeting Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part one and two. Uh, join us on Friday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST uh, for part one and Saturday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. PST for part two. Use the hashtags Wizard Team and HPDH to follow along. And now for Wizard Team News. Um, we're going to be at MistyCon, uh, July 18th to the 21st, up in Terrytown, New York. Um, we've got our schedule going. We're going to do some wizard team. We're going to talk about... Hogwarts BSU. Uh, we're going to talk about Hogwarts BSU. We're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about diversity and like inclusion in the series and stuff. Uh, I'm going to be reading some fan fiction aloud. Why? So yikes! Um, it's like yikes. people don't want to be happy. Uh, so I'll be reading today. I don't know. <laughs> I will be reading um, BSU fic, which is happy. Mm-mm. I didn't write sad feels. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> I didn't write anything new okay. for it. Okay. Um, so I'm practicing reading today, um, so that I can, you know. Get 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 it going or whatever. Um, so that'll be fun. All right. Um, join us on Friday, this Friday. So you're listening to this, it's Wednesday, and then you wait a day, that day is Thursday, and then the next day that's Friday. That's when you're gonna join us Ooh. on Twitter mm-hmm. for our first quick quills writing sprint. We'll be doing these more 
Um, but this is our first one, our inaugural. Mm-hmm. Is that just did that in? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that just meant like, oh, we'll be, we'll be, it'll be start to be annual thing or I don't know. Nah. Our first one this Friday, July twelfth, six p.m. Pacific time. Join us on Twitter hashtag Quick Quills and pull out that work in progress and start writing or yeah, start brainstorming, you know, start outlining, start you know. Just write a paragraph of what the idea is. Like, you don't even have to write the thing in prose. I mean, you know, there are some people in our community right now who are just, like, writing up ideas and then said that they were just the storyboard person. And I was like, girl, I mean, you just wrote a thing. So, like, all you got to do, you don't even got to write, like, you know, one day, once upon a time, blah, blah, blah. You could just be like, so in this story, I want this to happen. And then you check Twitter and you're like, oh, this is a great piece of inspiration. Ooh, this is a great writing prompt. Oh, man, look at oh, all snap. these cool Man, other people writing, right, writing with and us. Cheering me and on. we're all doing it at the same time. And, you know, I think that'd be a great thing for you to experience. So you should join us while we uh, host it and experience it all Constance, together. Do you have an idea of what you will write? I might work on a work in progress. Nice. I have to pick which one. <laughs> what about you, Robin? I'm thinking about working on a, a fairy tale that's been sitting in my head. Or possibly. A fairy tale. A fairy tale. A fairy tale. Or possibly <laughs> busting out that one story that I have three chapters of. Mm. Mm, that one that story. One. Mm-hmm. Science mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah, Why yeah, does yeah. someone as dumb as me try to write a science fiction story? <laughs> I don't know. So what we will not be doing during the writing sprint is talking negative about ourselves. No, we won't. But I have two days. So it's so. Wednesday. <laughs> On Friday, I won't be talking okay. negative about myself. Okay. All right. Um, so we also, we're just like doing so much stuff in July. Like it's just jam packed. So uh, the beginning agenda is here and alive and you could be a part of it. <laughs> by- Oh no! Oh, <laughs> you just saw it. <laughs> I try not to go into the chat until afterwards, but I'm like done with my portion of the agenda, so I thought, yeah, I'll go into the chat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so this, uh, speaking of Begini, um, and this is a private, this is a private portrait that will not be a part of the DFTBA agenda. Um, it is a picture of JC Chazé of Insync Fame. <laughs> Uh, wishing Robin a happy birthday with uh, Nagini wrapped around his neck uh, with heart not, eyes. She's Nagini not going to bite him. has heart she's eyes. She's not going to bite him. She knows. She knows. <laughs> You're crying <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> wait, wait, Robin's actually crying. <laughs> she's looking in the, in the mirror when she said that because... <laughs> Um, so that is not what I was going to say, but it is the beginning agenda. And so therefore, if you go to DFTBA and our store on DFTBA, you can get some beginning merch. We have buttons. A beginning button pack. Yeah. We have a button pack. It's five buttons. A beginning button bag. Like just to make the alliteration go. But I didn't think about it. Yeah. As an I just thought about it right now. It's fine. We'll come up with something. Mm-hmm. I was talking. So uh, go to DFTBA Records and 
get our merch. Uh, we also have some Tarbis merch, uh, if you go there, um, and pre-order it so that we can, you know, get it to you and great things will happen. And you can represent Bikini uh, and the Bikini agenda at all the cons this mm-hmm. summer that we will absolutely see you at. At the cons, you're going to be like, hey, let me tell you about the good ship, Dean Miney and the Bikini agenda. We're going to be like the, you know, like the Book of Mormon people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Wizard Robin. It's going to be, it's like, can we tell you a story? <laughs> Have you heard about Bagini? Oh, okay. Chase a bag shot. So, magical birthdays, Tuesday, yesterday, slash today, <laughs> as we are recording. Carmen Wyman. It's Robin's birthday. Happiest of birthdays to Robin, our fearless community manager, um, director of stuff. I don't remember what your uh, who, I, we made up fancy made title up is. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, it just made me feel good. <laughs> that's all it. That all that matters. You're eating a cupcake. Have you have two more. Um, JC and <laughs> you have JC and Bagini and me. Oh, gonna ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I just don't love you in this chapter in my face. <laughs> We've been planning for me to be on this chapter Bye. since I started being on Wizard and Team. I, and, our, and I and also like, been... my first episode. My first episode was Alpost, uh, so chapter one of Prisoner of Azkaban. And I was like, oh, if I go here now, I really want to be on the forest again. And if you go back through our archives, whenever you mention it, I'm like, I'm sick. <laughs> and then Bayana had to go. Look at you, so healthy. And the prayers of our community have really no, been I'm working. Sick. I'm for real sick. I'm I'm 108. So. <laughs> oh, it's increased. Yeah. for your yeah, birthday. 108. Okay. I also okay. By like you know, it's my birthday, so people are like, "What are you doing today?" Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Nothing. I don't care about my birthday. Like, I like it's nice, you know. Like, thanks for the wishes, but like, it's just a day. <laughs> Whatever." And then I noticed today that I've, like, pulled the birthday card a lot. So what I'm doing for my birthday is pulling the birthday card whenever I can. I mean, as is what you're allowed to do. Guy at the bar changes the song from Dashboard, and I was like, hey, turn it back. It's my birthday. <laughs> it's like on How I Met Your Mother when you're like, I'm, it's for it's the for bride. It's for the bride. Exactly. It's, it's for, for the, the bride. bride. <laughs> Except that it's just your birthday. I know. I only have Not like a little while to go. Ugh. Okay. Hannah said at least Nagini is wrapped around his neck and not coming out of his neck. She's changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I call that? Gross. Gross. <laughs> Nagini is also an instinct stand. What are you talking about? She's like, that eight octave range? I'm not touching that throat. That butter. I mean, obviously. That you butter. Know? So when Neville does what he does, she just slithers away mm-hmm. to join, um, to go to America, just like Hedwig. Like, she heard from her good friend Hedwig that um, America's pretty poppin' in 1998. <laughs> and, you know, she was like, you know what? I want to go and listen to the pop music. In 1998, technically, away. if she wanted to go be an NSYNC groupie, she'd go to Germany. Also, shout out to Eliana. Again, my birthday. Whatever. She sends me a, the cut, the German cut of I Drive Myself Crazy in which JC sings the lead 
part in which they give to Chris in the American version. And I forgot that it existed. And I definitely did not know that they made a video. And it was awesome. Oh. Okay. It was so good. It was great. I also got to do a dead drop today. Today has been great, actually. <laughs> I got to bust into a you safe. deserve. Take oh, some busted. money. And then do take a dead it. drop. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like the feds who listen to this podcast might be investigating. Okay, yeah. fine. So I had permission. He told me the combination to the safe and how much money to take <laughs> out and where to put it. But in my brain... <sighs> Sure. Ocean won that ass. <laughs> Not one. Ocean, just me. The prequel to the prequel to the just sequel me. to the to it was the, just me. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. One ocean. Right. Robin Ocean. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Robin. Robin, what happened last time? Oh God. I don't even remember. Literally, you should probably do this because as you were texting. <laughs> So Connie does this thing when she's listening and then like when something hits her, she like, you know, texts us about it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but basically. Uh, um, so I guess last time Snape was not Snape redeemed. Snape was not redeemed. Yeah. Okay. So basically what happened was. That's basically what happened last time. It was redeemed. Snape was like, take my tears. And then Harry carefully, we decided. <laughs> not the stairs. Balanced balanced it with no cover so obviously you need to imagine harry uh you know hermione kind of disappeared she didn't put a stopper on the on the container and so then they had to oh my goodness he had to carry i just realized he had a shrieking shack so he had to carry the memory through the tunnels through the tunnels and then he stopped at the (laughs) great hall he saw the bodies Mm -hmm. of all of his um not all of but People that were very important and formative in his life. And then all yeah. of the other people that are very f- formative and important in his life grieving over the bodies of the other pe- said people. And then he has to like take a deep breath because he doesn't want to drop anything. And walk <laughs> up the stairs to Dumbledore slash Snape slash McGonagall's office. And remember office. the staircases move. Yes. There's that trick There's staircase. That trick staircase. Um, and so, like, he, like, almost tripped over it and, like, a little drop of the memory. So I think whatever we were it, supposed to when it was see flashing, as being redeeming. Yeah, it fell. Whenever, whatever was redeeming of for Snape was actually, like, I think Harry just he spilled, spilled it over the, when he tried to hop the trick staircase. Yeah. And so we missed that, it. I, I think you're on to something. Um, I think that's what it's happened. It's into Dumbledore <laughs> slash McGonagall slash Snape's office. Pulls out the pensieve. Dives in. As you know, his favorite pastime. Reckless abandon. Was with reckless, reckless abandon. abandon his, as usual. His most favorite pastime. Um, <laughs> diving into pin seeds with reckless abandon. Uh, it, <laughs> it's on his Tinder profile. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, <laughs> and then he delves deep into the mind of Snape. Yikes. Finds out. It is unwashed. Gross. Yikes. Unwashed from, from the beginning. From the beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, trauma and nuance. Mm. Yeah, and he liked sure. my, he loved my mom, but he was still, liked, you know, probably an abusive dickhead. <laughs> so fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then he that's popped on out. page um, 654. Yeah, that's yeah. where it says And then that. he popped out of the pensieve, realized, oh shit, I'm a horror crux. I gotta die. But first, 
I'm going to take a shower because that was nasty. <laughs> that's what happened last time on with her team. That sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now a word from our sponsors and then we get into Constance's fields and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> All right. The uh, chapter 34. Like, oh, again. we're going chapter 30. I like it. <laughs> Do you? It's all bad. <laughs> it's all sad. <clears throat> Finally, the truth. Lying with his face pressed into the dusty carpet of the office, where he had once thought he was learning the secrets of victory, Harry understood at last that he was not supposed to survive. His job was to walk calmly into death's welcoming arms. Along the way, he was to dispose of Voldemort's remaining links to life, so that when he last flung himself across Voldemort's path and did not raise a wand to defend himself, the end would be clean, and the job that ought to have been done in Godric's Hollow would be finished. Neither would live, neither could survive. So part of the reason why I wanted to be on the chapter is because it's so many bars. Bars. Just bars on bars on bars. I will like, say, I, whatever you... like. This chapter is the best written. It is very upsetting to me um, that Joe continues to, like, ruin her legacy because, like, the woman could write. <laughs> she could. Could write. Um, the bars are here. He felt his heart pounding fiercely in his chest. How strange that in his dread of death, it pumped all the harder, valiantly keeping him alive. But it would have to stop, and soon, its beats were numbered. How many would there be time for, as he rose and walked through the castle for the last time, out into the grounds and into the forest? Tara washed over him as he lay on the floor, with that funeral drum pounding inside him. Would it hurt to die? All those times he had thought it was about to happen and escaped. He had never really thought of the thing itself. His will to live had always been so much stronger than his fear of death. Yet it did not occur to him now to try to escape, to outrun Voldemort. It was over. He knew it. And all that was left was the thing itself, dying. You're just—I <laughs> mean, okay, yes, it's bars on bars. On I don't bars. have that many like it's actual so feels, I, but it's really fucking sad. Of course, because and that's part of the thing. <laughs> if only he could have died on that summer's night when he had left Number Four Privet Drive for the last time, when the noble phoenix, noble phoenix feather, had failed, had saved him. If only. If he could only have died like, <laughs> this is rude, Joe. If only he could have died like Hedwig so quickly, he would not have known it would had happened. Aww. Or if he could have launched himself in front of a wand to save someone he loved. He envied his parents' death even now. This cold-blooded walk to his own destruction would require a different kind of bravery. He felt his fingers trembling slightly and made an effort to control them. Although no one could see him, the portraits on the walls were still empty. I just want to say, this that part especially was just like really heartbreaking to me because I'm like he's so such a Gryffindor that he's like I mean so much like it's fine I gotta die death. okay I get it but could it <laughs> it's like I wish it was the con- right kind yeah, of can I make it count like <laughs> can it be braver? I know I'm going to I'm going to surrender myself up to the slaughter for the greater good but you know could I make it a little could it be braver <laughs> like let me categorize the different ways of bravery yeah. that are in the world so there's like walking to it your death and then just like not feeling it and then what i have to do which is like deciding to do it yeah <laughs> which is like you know so it's just not cool you know it's not what are people gonna say Slowly, on very s- sorry i'm stop. i'm done oh I'm no done. <laughs> oh no <laughs> 
Oh no. Slowly, very slowly, he sat up, and as he did so, he felt more alive and more aware of his own living body than ever before. Why had he not never appreciated what a miracle he was, brain and nerve and bounding heart? It would all be gone, or at least he would be gone from it. His breath came slow and deep, and his mouth and throat were completely dry, but so were his eyes. Dumbledore's betrayal was almost nothing. Of course there had been a bigger plan. Bigger plan. Harry had simply been too foolish to see it. He realized that now. He had never quite—he had never questioned his own, his own assumption that Dumbledore wanted him alive. Now he saw his lifespan had always been determined by how long it took to eliminate all the Horcruxes. Dumbledore had passed the job of destroying them to him, and obediently he had continued to chip away at the bonds tying not only Voldemort but himself to life. She's so happy. I don't know if you guys can see this. This is okay. So if it was me and Bayana, like Bayana would finish this passage, and then I would give my opinion, and then she'd give her opinion. But I can't even give you my opinion because I'm just watching Constance smiling <laughs> with like it's my favorite with chapter like, just like of the series satisfaction because it's so good, it's so heartbreaking. It's so well what is wrong and with like you? heartbreaking and well-written aren't mutually exclusive uh, for you they are tied together <laughs> apparently you can't have one without the other <laughs> it's just the culmination of all of what we've known you know i appreciate that and so you know <laughs> can't can't fix my face fix it at least try See, Tay, Tay understands. It hurts so good. Mm. At least someone understands me. <laughs> um, Not me. <laughs> how neat, how elegant, not to waste any more lives, but to give the dangerous task to the boy who already had been marked for the slaughter and whose death would not be a calamity, but another blow against Voldemort. And Dumbledore had known that Harry would not duck out, that he would keep going to the end, even though it was his end, because he had taken trouble to get to know him hadn't he dumbledore knew as voldemort knew that harry would not let anyone else die for him now that he had discovered it was in his power to stop it the images of fred lupin and tonks lying in the great hall forced their way back into his mind's eye and for a moment he could barely breathe death was impatient but dumbledore had overestimated him he had failed the snake survived one horcrux remained to bind voldemort to the earth even after harry had been killed true that would mean an easier job for somebody he wondered who would do it. Ron and Hermione knew what needed to be done, of course. That would have been why Dumbledore had wanted him to confide in two others, so that if he fulfilled his true destiny a little early, they could carry on. Do you want me to say something? <laughs> I was giving you an opportunity to. <laughs> I do think... Like rain on a I do think that this is like a very generous... <laughs> And um, important, like, nuance to who Dumbledore is and, like, what he was thinking. But I also think it goes back to, like, um, I, I, I've talked about, I don't know when. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said yesterday, last week, whatever. You didn't. But I talked about, like, the, like, <laughs> over, I mean, we've all talked about the over-reliance on Dumbledore as an all, as an omnipotent character um and mm -hmm. the idea that like oh he planned it out and he ha had him tell ron and hermione so that if he died early they could carry on as opposed to maybe he didn't want you to be alone and you couldn't do it alone right. obviously you yeah. could not have succeeded without like, hermione 
Dumbledore <laughs> Dumbledore is this master manipulator, of course, but there's always that I think the point is that there's always more than one reason for why he's doing right. something. So it's not just because <laughs> he wants you to pass on the mission. It is because also yeah. um he knows that having people help is helpful. Yeah. And would encourage Harry to keep going. And I also think that it's um it's something that I've kind of come to. I I love the Fae. I love the <laughs> one no thing idea. about Wizard. Which is funny because at some point you're like, I love Mercy Thompson. And I was like, who is that? You've never because met it's her like before. Something... But ever since we learned that you love this, now we know that you love the Fae. Because it was like, okay, so I love Bayana. But you guys just were like, dragons, dragons, dragons. Here, Bayana, here's a picture of a dragon. Here's this. Here's that. And I was like, I love things too. <laughs> But you hadn't expressed. I am still learning about you know sharing my full nerd context. self with the community. Plus, there aren't okay. really say in Harry Potter, so I don't know when it was supposed Correct. to come up. Anyway, fair. I love the say, and one of the things I do uh-huh. love about them is how conniving they are. Just you know, just think about like. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars when they got to pick the lipstick. It's like that <laughs> with oh, magic. Okay. And mm. so. And so that's. And no, no, no. <laughs> and so like one no. of the things that I think people don't really understand also about the Fae is that they like really, they've lived so long. Most of them are like 500, 600,000 years old, more than that. Um, they really rely on and trust their instincts. And I think that that's something that Dumbledore does really well like i think if that if anything the bulk of dumbledore's magic comes from trusting his instinct and like obviously he does research and he thinks you know but like a lot of times when there's a big reveal um dumbledore is like well i thought that might happen or i had a Mm -hmm. you know i suspected as much (laughs) but yeah um but what it's like we get a dumbledore here you're so, You're so smart. smart, right? But it's also not that, like, he's so, um, it, it's, and I, I, I don't think that he's so, like, smart that he's figured out all of these, like, that he knows for certain all of these different things, and obviously, like, human beings and stuff, so, like, you can't have, like, complete 100% certainty, because people change, people do things, you know what I mean, like, I don't think that he was expecting um, Draco Malfoy to be the one to attempt to murder yeah. him. But then once that happened, you know, like yeah. he's and he can catch it really right. Quickly. And he and he doesn't dismiss a lot of things. Like even when mm-hmm. I mean, all of Half Blood Prince and Harry's like, it's Draco, it's Draco, it's Draco, and he's like, I've got it. <laughs> He's like, I heard you. Calm down. Heard you the first time. We're good. Um, but I do think that, like, so so he's very fae-like in that he has lived a long time. He relies on his experiences and his instincts. And so they're and I and he he's very observant as well. So I think that like, yeah, he had all of these like thoughts about how Harry could defeat Voldemort and like what needed to happen. And he also Mm -hmm. knew that once he became sure that Harry was a Horcrux and like he was going to have to die for Voldemort to truly die. I also think that he cared for Harry 
in as much capacity as he could and wanted to make that as painless as possible. Not that it was going to be without pain. It's a very painful thing. Obviously, you're walking to your death. But, like, wanted him to, like, fully comprehend, fully accept, and then be... And know that he was loved and cared for. And, like, what better way to know that you're loved than have your two best friends camping with you for months on end? Mm -hmm. And on this, like, mission with you, which, you know... Yeah. Brings people together. So, yeah. All of that to say... I don't think he just wanted for him to to pick up the slack. And that, you know, Thunder might be Faye. That's what's going on in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, the ch- I was just going to uh, summarize that the chat has now decided that Dumbledore is part Faye, and now I've decided that Kendra Dumbledore was probably Faye. Yes. Um, and that's the new headcanon going around. So I expect some BSC, some fix. Raquel said uh, it's where he gets his fashion game. Shortly. Yeah. So. That makes sense. That tracks. Yes. Like rain on a cold window, these thoughts pattered against the hard surface of the incontrovertible truth, which was that he must die. I must die. It must end. Ron and Hermione seemed a long way off, in a far-off country. He felt as though he had parted from them long ago. There would be no goodbyes and no explanations. He was determined of that. This was a journey they could not take together, and the attempts that they would make to stop him would waste valuable time. He looked down at the battered watch that he had received on his 17th birthday, near nearly half of the hour allotted by Voldemort for his surrender had elapsed. He stood up. His heart was leaping against his ribs like a frantic bird. Perhaps it knew it had little time left. Perhaps it was determined to fulfill a lifetime's beats before the end. He did not look back as he closed the office door. The castle was empty. He felt ghostly striding through it alone, as if he had already died. The portrait people were still missing from their frames. The whole place was still eerily, was eerily still, as if all its remaining lifeblood were concentrated in the great hall, where the dead and the mourners were crammed. Harry pulled the invisibility cloak over himself and descended through the floors, at last walking down the marble staircase into the entrance hall. Perhaps some part of him hoped to be sensed, to be seen, to be stopped, but the cloak was as impenetrable as ever, and he reached the front doors easily. Then Neville nearly walked into him. He was one half of a pair that was carrying a body in front of the, in, in from the grounds. Yikes. <laughs> Harry glanced down and felt another dull blow to his stomach. Colin Creevy, though underage, must have sneaked back just as Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle had done. He was tiny in death. I just... You know what? I can... <laughs> oh, it's all over! <laughs> oh. Joanne didn't have to do this. <laughs> So she kills Colin and then brings back Oliver and Oliver's like, I can do it. And so Harry and Neville have their moment. But she didn't have, what, what, what? Colin? What's she doing, bro? Literally the definition of a cinnamon roll. (laughs) (laughs) Why? All Colin wanted to do was get pictures with Harry Potter and be in awe of magic. Like, he was a fanboy. He was me. If you put me in a magical school, I'd have been like, hey, you're the tortured soul who's going to save us all. Awesome. Hey, look at that. <laughs> you turned into a ferret. <laughs> like, Colin was just living okay. his life. He already went through his tragedy okay. of being petrified. Leave him alone. Zay, you didn't have to. 
Zay. Zay, after he escaped death his first Zay. year. I mean, I know it's me saying this, but like. You shush. <gasps> you shush. <laughs> huh? Shush. Hmm. I just, you know. <sighs> like she had already killed Lupin. So you were and- already broken. <laughs> And like Fred's gone, Lupin's gone, you know, Tonks is gone. <laughs> I like Tonks, but just like I'm just resigned that no one on the on the pod. I'm just resigned that no one on the pod. <laughs> Everyone's like left field, and I'm like, well, like all your points are valid, and so I'm just like, well, I guess it's just Tonks now. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like Tonks. I like third where she start like fifth, all of fifth your. Year- Yes, all of your points are absolutely valid. So that's why I'm just like, and (laughs) did we break you the way that everyone in the like on the team broke Ron for me? Who would have (laughs) thought? Listen, when I was like, we should do a Harry Potter podcast. It was like it's gonna be me talking about Rod, the Weasleys, (laughs) hey. All of a sudden, I'm Ron. Nobody gives a fuck about Rod. Rod who? Ooh. No, I, I, I wouldn't say I like loved Tonks or anything. I, but I did spend time reading Tonks Remus fan fiction. And so I had an appreciation for her. But obviously fanfic uses her. I was going to say season one because my brain works in TV. <laughs> um, her, her book the five, you know, book five her personality opinion. with her, with Remus. And then, you know, you get more time with them and it makes more sense. And so like. I just have to separate that from your absolutely correct points about like where she ended up. Um, and so, you know, so funny I'm because less... a, well, we all know I don't read very much fic, but I've only read Wolfstar fic and I'm not even into Wolfstar. Like I'm really not into like erotic fiction at all. Like I don't mind Wolfstar. I just, right. That You could just read the non. Oh yeah. And I also just skip through the explicit part. Listen, when I'm just reading, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. And then, Yikes. And then it's over because that's the point. Right. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait what happened? Oh, okay. Where'd the plot go? But no, I mean, um, <laughs> but I just want as much Remus and Sirius together as possible. And for some reason, that means that they have to also be into like BDSM and I don't know. <laughs> things. But it's just so it's really funny because even... Even before, like, we really deep dived into, like, the issues with Remus and Tonks, I was just like, Wolfstar, man. <laughs> like, right. They're sure. besties. Yes. I really just want to, you know what yeah. I want? I just want odd couple fanfic of them living together as roommates and getting on each other's mm-hmm. nerves, but, like, having each other's back. Basically, I want good omens. Oh, I want good omens, but, but serious. Wow. Oh, I did something. <laughs> I did something. I did something. Robin just exploded. I did something there. You you know what I just did. <laughs> I see you it. See it? I see it very clearly. I see it very clearly. And I'm about to in run mind. into the fanfic channel one second. <laughs> it's like, and typing really fast. <laughs> just that gif of Jim Carrey typing so hard. Um, those are points. Uh, those are points that were made. Wait, I can't. Serious. It's Crowley. Go. Hey, man, the last time I asked for something like this, we got two all the wizards. 
So I know who can do this. <laughs> Just who you? I know who you got to tag. You know who you got to tag. Let me see if I'm tagging the right person. You know you're tagging the right person. The prolificness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. We're on the same page. Great. So the request, the has, request been made. has been made. Um, we've been uh, Ao3 link coming and... to a Twitter near you. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Um. But anyway, all that to say is that Joe didn't have to. Didn't. She we really went all the way to. there to get back to you. <laughs> to get back to. Joe didn't have just to. Just circle it back around that Joe didn't have to. Um, so Oliver Wood carries uh, Colin inside to the Great Hall. And poor Neville. Neville um, and his puberty glow up leaned against the door frame for a moment and wiped his forehead with the back of his hand. He looked like an old man. Then he set off down the steps again into the darkness to recover more bodies. Harry took one glance back at the entrance of the Great Hall. People were moving around, trying to comfort each other, drinking, kneeling beside the dead. But he could not see any of the people he loved. No hint of Hermione, Ron, Ginny, or any of the other Weasleys. No Luna. Oh, he loves Luna. Of course he loves Luna. What you talking about? I know he loves Luna, but I don't know that it's ever he's it's ever like been written in such an explicit yes. way that he loves Luna. Um I know his friends. friends. He felt he would friends. have given friends. 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 <laughs> he felt he would have given all their time remaining for him just given all the time remaining to him for just one last look at them. But then would he have ever had the strength to stop looking? It was better like this. So did you get Mirror of Erised vibes from that? Oh. No. Oh. Ooh, hey, like I got feels too. <laughs> Boom! In your face. <laughs> of course, you have feels. You're a cancer and an enneagram four. Leave me alone. Okay. So <laughs> you yell at me for feels, but you are also made of them. But I keep them to myself most of the time. Mostly, unlike Constancy wields them as atomic bombs. Um, correct. Yeah. So, because there's that moment in which. Um, Harry keeps. They said that was vicious. <laughs> <laughs> when Harry's going in book one, so a lot of these things, like we talked about, like they they mirror yeah. each other, and there are a lot I of love a good parallel. Yeah. they mirror oh, each other. I didn't even do that on purpose. I'm I'm you know, <laughs> uh, but Cooking when 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 Dumbledore tells um, Harry after he keeps returning to the mirror, like people have wasted away in front of it. People have like stopped mm. living and just living mm. for what they see in front of the mirror and then this wow. where he knows like this is another temptation in which he wouldn't yeah. have the strength his heart's desire yeah, yeah. Oh, you're welcome sit on that yeah. I wasn't expecting to be attacked I was expecting to attack <laughs> <Protego>. <laughs> it wasn't really I really just wanted to read this chapter aloud because it's so okay so my Um, internet was down yesterday same as bionis internet was down and connie was seriously (laughs) advocating for just giving her the chapter (laughs) she was like i would have done this by myself just me in the chat it'll be fine we're like no (laughs) i literally would have done this by myself i would have just read it aloud i would have just read it aloud alone like an audio See, y'all, and... y'all aren't smart. So the chat is like, I ruined this chapter. Latte's like, she needs chocolate. Four pack. 
Four pack? <laughs> Came prepared. prepared. It's a birthday. This is what I'm having for well dinner. Prepared. I already had two. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's my birthday yeah. and Connie's on right? the forest again? I need a four-pack. Appetizer, <laughs> first cake. entree, main entree, dessert. What are you talking about? I'm ready. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. Yikes. I knew what was going on. Oh, and also. See, now I, I feel like wizards don't get diabetes, but humans do. <laughs> what is that? Coke. I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really thought it was oh, alcohol. Oh, no. And I was like, well, no, dang, no, 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 no. I have, mm-mm. I am just it's like right, wine or beer. Like, <laughs> this chapter, it's not a sad nap. It's literally like sad narcolepsy. A comatose. Sad narcolepsy. Just oh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh. Just you know, feels a uh, feels, feels coma. coma. <laughs> so I'm just ready. I'm ready. It's fine. A feels coma. It's fine. All right. It was nearly four in the morning, and the deathly stillness of the grounds felt as though they were holding their breath, waiting to see whether he could do what he must. Harry moved towards Neville, who was bending over another body. Neville, blimey, Harry, you nearly gave me a heart failure. (laughs) Harry had pulled off the cloak. The idea had come to him out of nowhere, born out of a desire to make absolutely sure. Where are you going, alone? Neville asked suspiciously. It's it's all part of the plan. There's something I've got to do. Listen, Neville, Harry, Harry, you're not thinking of handing yourself over. No, of course not. This is something else. But I might be out of sight for a while. You know Voldemort's snake, Neville? He's got a huge snake, calls a Nagini. Yeah, I've heard. What about it? It's got to be killed. Ron and Hermione know that, but just in case they... The awfulness of that possibility smothered him for a moment, made it impossible to keep talking. But he pulled himself together again. This was crucial. He must be like Dumbledore, keep a cool head, make sure that there were backups, others to carry on. Dumbledore had died knowing that three people still knew about the Horcruxes. Now Neville would take Harry's place. There would still be three in the Power secret. of three! We'll set you free. Also, obviously, the huge parallel of Harry, I mean, of Neville being the other one in the prophecy. And so Harry was like, oh, if it's not me, then I got to tell Neville he right here. Let me just let him know because he was almost the one. He could have been the chosen one, you know. He should have been him. It should have been him. That sounds weird um, to say, and I don't mean it. Because you're also yeah, like... It could it could have been, been him. Could have been him. It didn't have to be. Although it's interesting to think about what Neville would look like. Mm. Because I think the way that Neville... See, I, mostly I'm just thinking about like... Um, don't do it. you mean you know what i mean i'm thinking about no i'm thinking about movie neville's puberty glow up and the idea that neville would have like been a bamf like he would have had this like mission upon him and it would have like changed him in ways that it and like oh no <laughs> i see the word i know right in, in the chat i got so distracted <laughs> But just, like, the idea of, like, Neville holding this big sword, you know, ready to slay a big giant snake. And I don't know, I just had the image of, like, Harry seems, like, tall but still scrawny. And Neville, like, growing into this mission in a different way would have been, is an interesting thought to me. I saw, I saw the word sadgasm and I don't know if I want to go into you the You don't want to. So, basically, Bianca said... <laughs> Um, is this chapter gonna be nothing but sadgasms? It's too much already. And I was like, have you not, you know, read this chapter? Nothing happy grows here. <laughs> and Bianca's like, we're supposed to laugh through the pain. But Connie is here. What? So, 
I've been laughing. You know, um, Latte says that Neville's ready for his mission. Um, and Raquel asked, but would Neville have been able to stop Coldy Book One? And I answer, yeah, he would have. Because you know what he would have done? He would have told a fucking adult and then learned. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's taken care of. <laughs> Back to class. I don't know spells. Like, yeah. <laughs> So Fair. we may not have had a, you know, really gripping first book of Neville <laughs> Longbottom and the Chamber of Secrets, like, but, you I know. I think Snape's up to something, and then he would have been like, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to go back to herbology. <laughs> right. Let me go Let me go grow my plants. Um, Tiana says that <laughs> she thinks he would be the same. Neville already had the huge shadow of his aura parents placed over him by his grandmother. I think eventually he would have grown into the role um mm-hmm. ooh, Lucia has Neville as chosen one AU percolating. Write that fanfic. Yeah. Guys, you if know, you haven't we've already gotten a, a work in progress from you, Lucia, so I'm ready for the next one. Actually, Thanks. you know what? Now that I think about it, Lucia, stop typing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Lucia, oh. on my team, you know, on the feelings bench squad. Why is there a squad? Why are you guys excited about that? It's not. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so Marquita says Neville getting his instructions <laughs> to get jumped into the hashtag horror crux gang. Gang, gang. Um, <laughs> gang Lucia gang. says from one chosen one to the to another. Uh, <laughs> um, there it is. So, you know. And then um, going back to... <laughs> Earlier, he says that Harry is such a bad liar. Raquel said, they know his ass so well. <laughs> Harry, where are you going? <laughs> you, what you doing? You going off by yourself, aren't you? He's like, no, 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 just like, you know, yeah, yeah, his voice get a little just, higher, so you start lying. Just, just your voice. Just, just, uh, what are you talking I just, about? I always type in, like, yeah. stone dude, making excuses. Nothing comes up. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't pull it up. No. No. But why are you lying? Okay. That makes more. <laughs> I think stone. You're, hun- you're 108. Stone dude, <laughs> making excuses. He's not a celebrity, is he? Because I will scream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think okay. so. Um, you're 108. I am 108. I just want to play Mahjong and go to bed. (laughs) Anyway, just in case they're busy, you get a chance. Kill the snake? Kill the snake. All right, Harry. You're okay, are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Neville. But Neville seized his wrist as Harry made to move on. We're all going to keep fighting, Harry. You know that. Yeah, I... The suffocating feeling extinguished the end of the sentence. He could not go on. Neville did not seem to find it strange. He patted Harry on the shoulder, released him, and walked away to look for more bodies. Even though he was standing over one? Maybe he was just, you know, trying to... I think he's just, you know... He, oh, man. No. <laughs> Harry swung the cape. Yep, let's go. Uh, Harry swung the cloak back over himself and walked on. Someone else was... <laughs> I'm already, Why? like, doing a voice. And then... <laughs> I'm already doing a voice, but... <clears throat> Harry swung the cloak back over himself and walked on. Someone else was moving not far away, stooping over another prone figure on the ground. His feet, he was feet away from her when he realized it was Ginny. He stopped. How big and small is this castle? 
<laughs> that's where all of the team, that's where all his friends went. They went to go help uh. people. That's, oh, look how wonderful that is. Like, he couldn't find them in the Great Hall with the people drinking and mourning because they were like, we got to go do something. We got to go be a part of it. We got to go help people and find people. Just a side note, um, Blaze Zabini is going down to the kitchens right now to find Desiree. Just I know! <laughs> Just and that's the one I was talking there. about that has feels. You can't read that one. Oh. I'm not okay, reading cool. that one, no. <laughs> he stopped in his tracks. She was crouching over a girl who was whispering for her mother. It's all right, Jenny was saying. It's okay, we're going to get you inside. But I want to go home, whispered the girl. I don't want to fight anymore. I know, it's going to all be all right. Ripples of cold undulated over Harry's skin. He wanted to shout out to the night. He wanted Jenny to know that he was still, he was there. He wanted her to know where he was going. He wanted to be stopped, to be dragged back, to be sent home. But he was home. Hogwarts was the first and best home he had ever known. He and Voldemort and Snape, the abandoned boys, had all found home here. Maybe that's why he named Albus Severus. (laughs) Whatever it was, it and was his, stupid. And his name was almost Thomas Severus. I named you after the greatest <laughs> boy, man the, I ever knew. The other abandoned boys at Hogwarts. And the e- most evilest man. Thomas Severus kind of slaps. Kind of slaps. <laughs> um, Better than Albus Severus. Can you come get your lady? That's right, can Lucia you come get her? Dumbledore's army can you come end? get huh? your squad member? Lucius and Harry taught them the true responsibility that comes with fighting for what's right. You mourn for yourself when the battle is done. Can you go sit Mm. somewhere? With great power, you know? No, no, no. (laughs) Don't bring Uncle Ben into this. Um, Tiana says, Joanne, have a seat. Have a sit down. Jazz is like, I thought the Mahjong was just a joke. I play Mahjong! It is great, okay? I even got Rebecca on it too. It's called Mahjong Treasure. It's so good. It's not a joke. I play Mahjong! It makes me happy. I should be playing Mahjong right now instead of letting Connie do this to my insides. I didn't. Whose name is on the book? It's Joanne rolling somewhere on yeah, here. Yeah, but when I read it, I just read it faster. <laughs> it just <laughs> hours worth. Cannot. Can't. Shan't. I am on level. Jenny was. Oh, no. 600 <laughs> of a new, but I entered a whole new realm. Oh, brother. Mahjong. Get on it, guys. It's great. It's very soothing. Please don't get it's on it. It's very calming. Raquel. Bianca, why y'all like this? Raquel said, the Neverland of the Wizarding World. And Bianca said, because all the kids dead? (laughs) 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 Bianca! (laughs) Is it Neverland Heaven? That's why those kids don't grow up. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. We've been talking about. We've been talking. Hey, you're new here. (laughs) We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that here. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Erase that message. I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving on. Let's move on to other fields. Um, so we've been talking a lot about Hook in the in the Slack recently, and um, Colin is with the Lost Boys now, and Rufio. <laughs> it's a good thing that you said Rufio, because also my brain. You say Rufio, and my bra- my body goes. Rufio, 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 
And for the longest time, I was like, which came first, the band or the movie? But the movie. But still. <laughs> Woo! Tiana, right, uh, get away from. We move gotta get away. away from the Michael. This is a safe space. <laughs> Let's. You hurt going. my feelings. Jenny I'll hurt ne- your feelings. Jenny was kneeling beside the injured girl. Now holding her hand with a huge effort, Harry forced himself on. He thought he saw Jenny look around. <laughs> he thought he saw Jenny looking around as he passed and wondered whether she had sensed someone walking nearby. But he did not speak, and he did not look back. Hagrid's hut loomed out in the, of the darkness. There were no lights, no sound of fangs scrabbling at the door, his bark booming in welcome. All those visits to Hagrid and the gleam of the copper kettle on the fire and rock cakes and giant grubs and his great bearded face and Ron vomiting slugs and Hermione helping him save Norbert. He moved on and now he reached the edge of the forest and he stopped. A swarm of dementors was gliding along amongst the trees. He could feel their chill and he was not sure he would be able to safely pass through it. He had no strength left for his Patronus. He could no longer control his own trembling. It was not, after all, so easy to die. Every second he breathed, the smell of the grass, the cool air on his face was so precious. To think that people had years and years time to waste, so much time it dragged, and he was clinging to each second. At the same time, he thought he would not be able to go on, and he knew he must. The game, the long game was ended, the snitch had been caught, it was time to leave the air. Joanne. The snitch. His nerveless fingers fumbled for a moment with the pouch at his neck, and he pulled it out. I open at the close. Breathing fast and hard, he stared down at it. <clears throat> now that he wanted time to move as slowly as possible, it seemed to have sped up, and understanding was coming so fast he seemed to have bypassed thought. This was the close. This was the moment. He pressed the golden medal to his lips and whispered, I am about to die. How he know what to say, though? I mean, I think he just had to be like... <clears throat> he just had to say yeah, something. It's, I'm, you know, I'm dead. You know, T'Challa, but I'm dead, though. <laughs> he just had to, like, be, like, but, you know, just be resigned to, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he it's needed fate. to say, I am about to die. Because Harry's magmatic, mm-hmm. as we know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the metal shell broke open. He lowered his shaking hand, raised Draco's wand beneath the cloak, and murmured, Lumos. The black stone with its jagged crack running a down the center was in the two halves of the snitch. The resurrection stone had cracked down the vertical line representing the elder wand, the triangle and circle representing the cloak, and the stone were still discernible. Did you... I don't remember what I thought about the resurrection stone or where it was. I'm sorry. I got distracted by the chat. I... (laughs) What was the question? The resurrection stone when I first read it. Um... I think I kind of just believed Harry when he was like, it's in here. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's in here. <laughs> but I also just felt like from learning about the Deathly Hallows that the Resurrection Stone seemed like a terrible idea. And so like, Fair. you know, okay, it's in right. there. What do we need it for? Mm-hmm. You can waste away? Like, no, just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I was just like, of course, like everything's coming together, mm. you know. Um, and then Harry and his instinct is just like on it because it's the last third, third, third to last chapter. And again, Harry understood without having to think. He just everything's coming to him like in a rush of wind. Um, it did not matter about bringing them back for he was about he was about to join them. He was not really fetching them; they were fetching him. 
He closed his eyes and turned the stone over in his hand three times. He knew what had happened because he heard slight mo movements around him that suggested frail bodies shifting their footing on the earthy, twig-strewn ground that marked the outer edge of the forest. He opened his eyes and looked around. There were neither ghosts nor truly flesh. He could see that. They resembled mostly, most closely the riddle that had escaped from the diary so long ago, and he had been memory <clears throat> nearly made solid. Less substantial than living bodies, but more than ghosts. Much more than ghosts, they moved toward him, and on each face, there was the same loving smile. James was exactly the same height as Harry. He was wearing the clothes in which he had died, and Harry knows that because he's had to witness it five times, and then we had to endure it another three times because of, you know, reasons. dumb play reasons. <clears throat> and his hair was tidy and ruffled, untidy and ruffled. His glasses were a little lopsided, like Mr. Weasley's. Sirius was tall and handsome, and younger by far than, far than Harry had seen him in life. He loped with an easy grace, his hands in his pockets, and a grin on his face. Lupin was younger, too, much less shabby, and his hair was thicker and darker. He looked happy to be back in this familiar place, <laughs> seen of so many adolescent wanderings. Lily's smile, Lily's smile was widest of all. She pushed back her long hair as she drew closer to him. Her green eyes, so like his, searched his face hungrily, as though she would never be able to look at him enough. You've been so brave. Bullshit. Um, so, <laughs> first, we... Lucia! No! Lucia! Lucia! You did this! Lucia! I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, I hate both of you! Lucia, I'm proud oh, of you. So Lucia. Promotion. Promotion. Lucia said, this is the first time the Marauders have been together at Hogwarts in just under 20 years. We get it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Latte says, I personally can understand the obsession with the Resurrection Stone. Oh. Mm. Mm -mm. Damn it, Latte. Oh. <laughs> You gotta finish this. I second. can't! <laughs> I can personally understand the obsession with the resurrection stone. I lost my fiance suddenly in 2012, and I would have given anything to just have one moment when last I love you. Yeah. But then Latte re comes back, comes back from the, <laughs> the feelings. I don't know what that is. Is that like the feelings crater? The Grand Canyon? It like we just sunk under the earth? Um, the ocean floor feelings? Um, and said, <laughs> ain't no Peter. <laughs> and I Lucia mean, said, or Bianca said, Peter is trash. <laughs> Tiana said, absolutely. Peter wasn't invited, nor was he seeking Harry. Boom. Listen, he could not be found wherever they were. <laughs> he is not there. He is in a different place. I don't know what the afterlife looks like for, okay, so, oh, you know, okay, wizards, so this is the, he in a different place. The thing. So I read another Wolf Starfic. Um, and it was called. Wow, you've read something that wasn't the yeah, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't read it because it was <gasps> it was podfic, so I listened to it. Um, and I've talked yes. about this before. Um, it's called the Second Spin, and it's kind of an AU because it changes like major elements of the book. And Robin um, <laughs> is like, it, it's this thing that they call alternate universe. And like everyone else is like, uh -huh, keep well, going. Well, because I'm not sure if it's an AU because it's still in the Harry Potter universe, yeah. but it does change like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's still Okay. AU. Cool. I don't know. I yeah. feel like AU is like they're walking around Manhattan in like 
today or something. I don't know. Also, 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 um, this one's probably canon divergent, but it depends on when it diverts from canon or if it was always different. I think it's canon, canon divergent. Um, because it, yeah. Anyway, so I think <laughs> it was written after all seven, the OG seven. So Sirius that means nothing. goes through the veil <laughs> and um has to kind of like reckon with his life and his trauma mm. and then there's also this weird like um Amani would like this um <laughs> in the first wizarding war Dumbledore is sending Sirius out and like he's basically a hit wizard and so but then every time he kills someone Sirius like or Dumbledore like knocks him out and then like examines his soul and he's seeing it shatter and stuff. And so that's oh. how he kind of understands about like the horcruxes and what happens with your soul. Um, huh. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Anywho. So then he reckons with his life and his choices and the things that he's done and, and whatever. And then he comes back. Back. Remus. Got a divorce from Tonks. So Teddy's still there. <laughs> So we got Teddy, but we don't have no... Okay. I don't know what their ship name is. Tonkus. <laughs> it's, I think it's just Tonks. Remus. See? See? There's no so out of left field, they don't have a ship name. Honestly, only Wolfstar has a ship name. <laughs> no, there's Henny and Harmony. No, Harmony is one. Henny's not actually one. Okay. They just say... People just write H slash G. There's they just use the initials. Nuna... Love bottom. We came up with that. We came up. No, with we that. came up with love bottom. Lucia let us know that we are heathens because it's Nuna. <laughs> Not of the ship name. Anywho, but also in Harry Potter, only like those two ships have. Okay, shipping. fine. Continue. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so Tonks is bitter, but whatever. She's still alive. He's still alive. Teddy is flourishing. And um, and then Sirius like reckons with himself, and then he gets to come back, and then they have like really kinky bonded sex that you can just skip over. <laughs> skip over a lot of that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, there's this really deep and heavy plot and the character comes back and then there are whips. I mean, there were whips before too. Like during, there's like moments of whips. Okay. But then like once they just all... They, they're sprinkled in. Uh, okay. You know, handcuffs and apparently... There's a sex club called the Leaky Cauldron. That's hilarious. Or is it called the Chamber of Secrets? One of those two. It was funny as hell. Um, so what's the fake name it's for our listeners? Sec- it's called the Second Spin. Mm. But yeah, so he comes back and when they, or like while he's in the afterlife, he's young. He's like mm-hmm. Marauder's age. Like well, like you know, sixth or seventh year peak him mm-hmm. and so i say all this to say it's like mm-hmm. they're happy <laughs> i mean they're babies anyway warner brothers yeah. i don't know why you cast like a 40 year old man to play it i think because they knew it was, it too, was much. too much <laughs> and like it should be too much so i don't like that choice but i think that they were like this cannot be the case <laughs> it's just too much yeah it was just but, like so the idea that like they get to they're coming to support Harry and they're coming as like the best version of themselves, the per- the version of themselves that they see in mm. the afterlife. I feel mm. like we would become like, I would be, you know, 
15-year-old Robin who didn't have crippling anxiety and depression and also, like, mm. you know, was kind of fit and could, like, <laughs> run and swim and enjoy movement. I think that would be, like, where I would go back to. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so you could just, like, right. but you, you, sh- you present as... I, I don't want to say the best version of yourself, but the version of yourself that you thought was best. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is that correct? Also, it comes back to your point about the mirror of Aristotle. Yes. Because this is what he wanted to see. Like, you know, this is what his heart desired the most. And I think that um, that is part of the thing with the resurrection stone is that, like, death or death's, death's old pal, what, uh, Peverell. Yes. Uh, the Peverell brother who wanted who you who t- used the stone wanted his like dead fiance or wife or whatever, um, and that was what his heart most desired. Yeah, and so that's the thing that was brought back. Um, Jeez. And I wonder if you've somehow managed to go through life without any like close family dying or like close friends dying or whatever. What would happen? Then you would see yourself as like an old happy person. Not in the mirror. Oh. In the in the resurrect with the resurrection. People stone. still in the mirror, people still have desires, even if their life is happy. Not, I said not the mirror. I'm asking about what would who would what would happen if you picked up the resurrection stone, but it's somehow or is that the point? Is that like we've all suffered loss? We've all suffered loss. I'm like, mm, then <laughs> I don't know, like Harry Tubman comes back and says to freedom, like they're still, you know, like people <laughs> what i was that was so left it wasn't that you was know so people are always like if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead and i'm always like harry tubman bitch was badass like you know what i mean like so if i hadn't suffered like, it wasn't left in your brain because that's your answer none of us knew that that was your answer i'm saying some like figure that you have always you know, like some famous figure you've always been interested in would show up. Okay. It wasn't left. Into the chat. Lucia's talking about Sirius as a winter soldier, something she never knew she needed. And now me too, fam. Sirius mm-hmm. and Bucky, Siri, Bucky, Buckyus. Bucky. It makes sense. They got the hair. They have the hair going. Wow. Sebastian Stan is Sirius mm-hmm. Black. Woo. Wow. Why are Lucia and Connie so similar? Lucia, James, Steve, Lily, Peggy, Howling Commandos, Marauders, Dumbledore, his keeper. Like, y'all, take some time apart. Yeah. I don't know. See other people. (laughs) Um. We're literally 14 hours apart. We literally live on the Every time I remember where Lucia resides, and I'm like, girl. Literally the opposite sides of the world. Girl, how can I escape like your... Like, the map is I literally sh- like, hey. The world has never the made it. Never the shall meet. The world has made it so that I should never be subject to your feels. And yet... At the same time. At the same time. Um, Aaliyah this says, this part ocean. was very well written. You felt the longing, isolation, responsibility, and anxiety, anxiety battling in Harry's head. I also just wanted a little bit longer with the previous generation, as if I was grasping at the shadow of innocence. Bars... Aaliyah. Aaliyah with these bars. Wow. Bars. Wow. Mic drop. And Raquel said, 
Um, that was a good question because up until I was 26, no one close to me had died. They was following me 100%. 100%. <laughs> Maggie says the sun never sets on the feelings, bitch, which. Correct. Correct. But it's the feelings, bitch. So it's always the moon. They don't do sun. Listen, it's 4 (laughs) a.m. at Hogwarts right now. It is almost dawn. The feelings bench. (laughs) The sun will rise on the feelings bench once more. Also, this is how I'm 107. I've been 107 for a while. But like, I just like an hour. Like, bro, I need a nap. I need to go to bed. That's where I would be at yeah. four in the morning, getting ready to because fight Voldemort. Because the adrenaline from the battle would be wearing down, like I once mean, you start sitting down. Maybe that's why the Gryffindors got up to go find for to search for bodies because they're like, "I need to keep moving, or else we're not going to make it through the battle. We're going to just listen, be all passed like, out." Adrenaline schmadrenaline. <laughs> I need to go to bed. You're a rapist. Like there's sad naps that need to Are happen. You- Robin, you I wouldn't be there. there. You're right. You're right. It's 1998. My tiny ass is at home in bed. What are we talking about? Like literally at home. Like, oh, mom and dad, come pick me up. The battle's happening. It's on and popping. Can you stop? I'll meet you in Hogsmeade. Can you stop and get taco shop on the way? Which is <laughs> to, to this day. Just apparate <laughs> to this over day here and then just I'm apparate to come home. get me. Hey. Aberforce looking at you like, are you gone yet? My parents, they just made us. I just need them to get taco shop. You want one? You want want what you want? I'll ask them to pick you on up. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting polo salad fries. You want those? You want something else? (laughs) Real tacos? You look like you want some real tacos. Right. You know, you gotta, you, you about to head back into the battle. I can tell Mm -hmm. because like, I just feel it in my bones. So like, you just need to, you know, gas up. Guacamole helps with spell casting. (laughs) It has been scientifically proven. Chocolate helps against oh, Dementors. Okay. Guacamole helps against Death Eaters. I'm telling you, it's it's science. I don't know. Oh, okay, sure. It's on page. Let's go with it's that. It's on page 696. <laughs> Neville, okay. I need you to get the snake, but also, <laughs> well, before you do that, go get some guacamole. Say- you know, they said y'all gonna give the warriors a side. <laughs> It's just like Ron just stuffing his face with nachos. <laughs> I just feel like Lucius said, you know, out of first ancient English brain with brain with the spices. I would blow it. Listen, I just feel like have you ever just had a California burrito? Like you just all the life is back. It's just like through, you know what I mean? Just like you eat it and then you're alive again. The world has color. Mm. Mm. Speaking Snow, of smells. alive again. No, Speaking of no. Alive again. Why? You could have just said <laughs> moving tra- on. You were trying to spiral. <laughs> you were trying to spiral <laughs> out of it. Just said and I was on. like, let me just channel my inner Bayana <laughs> and get us back on Bayana track. Bayana just goes, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I look for a transition. Uh, <laughs> He could not speak. His eyes feasted on her, and he thought that he would like to stand and look at her forever, and that would be enough. Oh, that's Hamilton. Oh. And that would be enough. This gave myself Hamilton feels. Anyway, you are nearly there, said James, very close. We are so proud of you. Does it hurt? The childish question had fallen from Harry's lips before he could stop it. Dying? Not at all. 
quicker and easier than falling asleep. Serious, you fell through the veil. How would you know? <laughs> it's a different kind of like different kinds of death. I mean, I but feel they're all like. wizards, so they all except for I don't know how. Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The other two, I, I don't even mm. want to think about how Remus died. The other two yeah. got a Vada Kedavra, which is like, you know, you blink, mm-hmm. like Dumbledore said. And I don't know, how do you know that? Does, do the un, unspeakable say that? I don't know. It's a blink, like a blink, and then it's over. Right. And he will want it to be quick. He wants it over, said Lupin. I didn't want you to die, Harry said. These words came out without his volition. Any of you, I'm sorry. He addressed Lupin more than any of them, beseeching him. Right after you had your son, Remus, I'm sorry. This is Joe. (laughs) This is Joe speaking. Like, I'm sorry for doing this. I'm sorry too, said Lupin. Sorry Sorry I will never know him, and he will know, but he will know why I died, and I hope he will understand. I was trying to make a world in which he could live a happier life. A chilly breeze that seemed to emanate from the heart of the forest lifted the hair at Harry's brow. He knew that he would not tell they would not tell him to go, that it would have to be his decision. You'll stay with me until the very end, said James. Which is such so much better. So than, much better than always. Always, until the very end. Yeah. They won't be able to see you, asked Harry. We are part of you, invisible to anyone else. We are looked at his mother. Okay. So we are a part of you. Yeah. Why did she do that? I think it's uh, <laughs> why did she use those words well, i was going i was going with it's all happening in your head harry no no it is like that my mom but that's all the same thing yeah no my, my mom like, always says that it's all like, kind of the same um so when my grandmother passed away my mom was like she's still here with you like she's she's mm-hmm. you know he lives in you they played that song. Why so. would you do that? Because <laughs> I just saw okay. it. Like I literally just had my feelings assaulted by Mufasa by dying. Mufasa so. dying. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they in like crisp live action. They um, wait, were there? No, there. Of course, there were songs. Of course, there were songs. Anyway, yeah. um, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but yeah, that like, it's not. <laughs> it's not a. It's not their ghost. It's not like. Mm-hmm. it's the part mm, mm, yeah joanne yeah it is the part yeah. of the person that imprints in you and that love of the mm. person pers- like made made oriole mm-hmm. yeah why <laughs> <laughs> i'm upset i feel assaulted <laughs> and i just i'm upset mm-hmm Bianca said Remus was so important that he needed to be there at the end, but Joe mucked up their relationship. But like, and that's the thing. And that's also the thing that I was thinking about when y'all were talking about this last week mm-hmm. and about how he died and that the only reason she killed him was so that he could be in this scene. And so it also, it comes back to this idea that Bayana brings up a lot is that like, he only died as a plot device and not necessarily because his character needed to go there. Mm-hmm. It was just so that at the end, the Marauders could be together again. But also she she messes up his relationship with Harry. So as I'm rereading it this time, I'm like, why is Remus there though? 
They didn't talk. <laughs> right. He's just like, I'm so sorry you died. And it was just like, but y'all talked twice. twice. Like, you yelled at him once. And then he said, you're my, I'm your godfather. You're my son's godfather. It was like, oh, and that's it. Yeah. There were no he, secret letters sent throughout the throughout, camping trips you know, you or like him. ways. He wasn't thinking he was, about Remus until He was Potter your watched. support system the entire time you thought Sirius had killed your parents. And then you met mm-hmm. Sirius and you're like, Remus who? I'm going to write letters to, <laughs> to Sirius. Right. Like barely, like you could just try, but like do it to both, both. of them. Like there could have been, you know. Both. You see, you know, in this letter to Remus, or even Joe didn't even have to put it on the page. She could have just been like, he sent the red letter to Sir- Sirius and, and or a letter to Remus and then explained the letter to Sirius mm-hmm. at the beginning of, of Goblet of Fire. So it's like, you just met this man. He's was a crazed mass murderer last year. And now you're like, my scar hurt. What do I do? And it's just like, OK, but also send that to Remus. And he would have been like, here's some chocolate. Remus, who helped you in defense against the dark arts. So it makes a lot more sense to go to him. Who's knowledgeable you know, about it? But that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. I hate wow, wizard to team. To hear you saying it like this, <laughs> to hear you talking like this when you're the serious stan of all. No, I am still the serious stan of all. But no, I've I know. Always, I know. It's just funny. I hate wizard team. I've always. I've never had a problem <laughs> before. Now I'm like, oh, but this. But you weren't a very good surrogate son. And Remus was a great hashtag dad. Tayana. No, we're not going uh, in there. She said, this is how they fought off the Dementor, as this is his strong memory that keeps away the Dementors. Yep. This is the happy memory that gets him passed in a second. Yeah. <clears throat> Child's name absolutely should have been T- Albus Remus. Um, also, Zayn brings up the great point that Dumbledore had three middle names. So why just the one? Ooh. What? Albus, Severus, Remus, Good Sirius, Brian, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that Brian in there. Gotta obviously. get the Brian in there. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Marquita said quietly. it's like the Marauders and Lily finally defeated Voldy in the ultimate act of defiance. Um, oh, Romulus Albus is kind of a fire name. Hmm. Romulus Albus. Ceremus. <laughs> Bianca suggests but, you know. Ceremus. Just mix their, put their names says, together. Okay, so Honestly, Marquita they could have come up with two different names. The Marauders Absolutely, and Lily finally yeah. defeated Voldy in the ultimate act of defiance through the child they loved so much that the, it protected him from their fate of death. Why are y'all like this? Seremus. You know, Remus Brian. Albus Dobby. <laughs> Fred Dumbledore. Um, and he set off. The Dementor's chill did not overcome him. Albus Wolfstar Potter. <laughs> and he set off. Okay. The Dementor's chill did not overcome him. He passed through it with his companions and they acted like patronuses to him and together they marched through the old trees that grew closely together their branches tangled their roots gnarled and twisted underfoot harry clutched the cloak tightly around him in the darkness oh right (laughs) it's like he's just like here in the cloak with just ghosts next to him like there's nothing happening if you were like looking if you were in the forest you wouldn't actually see anything happening (laughs) it's not like harry's like walking alone 
Um, Seriously, I miss like all of what everything that you said. It's fine because you know oh, no. I'm sure you got it on the thing, but I don't know where we are. Oh, I am Harry. Clutched the cloak tightly. Okay, thank you. Around him in the darkness, traveling deeper and deeper into the forest, with no idea where exactly Voldemort was, but sure that he would find him. Beside him, scare- making scarcely a sound, walked James, Sirius, Lupin, and Lily. See why he gotta be Lupin? Why he can't be called Remus? You call like Harry just called him Remus in the dialogue, so like I think that I just it's just interchangeable. But like but you always not. call Sirius Sirius, because what else are you gonna do? Call him Black Black. Yeah, he called him Black all of Prisoner of when Azkaban he was a murderer. Right, and then you, your teacher, you call him Lupin until he's your uncle, and then you call him Remus. <laughs> uncle Mooney. I would have liked it better if, if, he, if she, if if he, uh-huh. if she had written Lily Prongs Pat. <laughs> yes. Oh, and just a point that must be made, just because parallels are great. Um, Mooney Wormtail Padfoot and Prongs die in reverse. Padfoot Mooney being last last chapter, but he didn't he didn't have the battle. He really I'm didn't. honestly more uh, upset that Remus died than Sirius died. Wow, I don't want Sirius to die, but I just really I've always been more upset right. that Remus died. I'm like, like it makes sense. It makes sense that Sirius dies and how he dies, mm-hmm. and like. It was something that he would have wanted in a way that he would have wanted. Remus was much more careful and cautious. And so for it to happen this way, it's kind of like weird. But the thing about Lupin, like him calling him Lupin, especially in this moment, just feels distancing when he just called him Remus. And he is like a part of this like group of people who are supposed to be really close to him. Yeah. Um. So just like using his last name felt impersonal. Marquita says everyone has um, that one friend they always call by their last name only. Um, yeah, I have this. Go. And that's not I even his full last name. Are... <laughs> I have people who call me Constance, like, by my full first name when everyone else calls me Connie. <laughs> but you call me Connie, though. Yeah, but Aminata got Constance. Like, I have a... F- <laughs> Fair. Um, I use Constance mostly when I'm trying school. to call, trying to make you go to sleep. Usually it's when I pull it True. out. You yes, obviously people use my full name when they're yelling at me for feelings. Um, but I have a friend from high school, from seventh grade who to this day has never called me Connie <laughs> when everyone else did. It's really funny. Yeah. Raquel says um, that Sirius' so death yeah. was earned in a way. Remus was because Joe needed to show that she could kill good guys. Yeah, it was part of her her like, look, I'm ruthless. I'm out here. Murking people. Maggie says there's a, there are a few people who would only call her Margaret, and she was like, no. But what about the people who call you Magus? Yeah, Magus, and we call you Margaret when we need you, know, you to stop yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> when we're yelling at you, but we asked. So and Marquita says, <laughs> I don't know if you said yes, but we did ask. Yeah, I, well, actually, I was like, I screamed Magus, and then I was like, ooh, that doesn't sound great. Are you cool with that? And then yeah, um, yeah. Because Margaret just didn't have the, like, the heft that I needed it to have in that moment. <laughs> Marquita said that I'm dropping bombs, uh, reading fic other than the survivor picking Re- Re- Remus over Sirius. I'm not picking Remus over Sirius. On your birthday. On your I'm birthday. not picking Remus over Sirius. I'm saying that Sirius' mm-hmm. death, while heartbreaking and... Okay, I get it. I'm sorry. 
She's just like, stop moving. I'm trying to get comfortable. Leave me. Sorry. I'm getting beat up by a puppy. Um. Oh, it's your birthday punches. It's my birthday punches. No, it's she's literally punches. Yeah, she's literally headbutting me to get comfortable. Um. <laughs> what was I saying? I'm not. I'm not picking Remus over Sirius. I'm saying that Sirius's death made sense. It was heartbreaking. I definitely didn't want him to die. I'm still mad about it. Use the fucking mirror. Harry, please. <laughs> Gave you a gift for a reason. Um, but it made sense and it happened in a way that was true to who Sirius was. And also, was he, Sirius got his, like, due. Like, they were able to grieve for him. It happened really fast, but, like, you know, there was, like, a grief, you know, like it just, it had weight to it that felt, I felt okay with it happening. Mm-hmm. Like Remus dies off page and then we see yeah. him lying in a, in a crowd of bodies next to Tonks. Yeah. And I just like, he doesn't he get his more. own moment. He doesn't mm-hmm. get a moment. He, he doesn't get a final moment with Harry. Like, like their final moment is them like talking about the baby, but only to distract from how awkward it is that Percy is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty weak. All right. Let's do this. His mind and body felt oddly disconnected now, his limbs working without conscience conscious instruction, as if he were passenger, not driver, and the body he was about to leave. The dead who walked beside him through the forest were much more real to him now than the living back at the castle. Ron, Hermione, Ginny, and all the others were the ones who felt like ghosts as he stumbled and slipped toward the end of his life, toward Voldemort. A thud and a whisper. Some other living creature had stirred close by. Harry stopped under the cloak, peering around, listening, and his mother and father, Lupin and Sirius, stopped too. Someone there, came a rough whisper, close at hand. He's got an invisibility cloak. Could it be? Two figures emerged from behind a nearby tree. Their wands flared, and Harry saw Yaxley and Dolohov peering into the darkness... Sorry. Staring directly at the place Harry, his parents, and the, mar- the Marauders stood. Apparently, they could not see anything. Definitely heard something. Animal, animal do you reckon, said Yaxley. That head case Her- Hagrid kept a whole bunch of stuff in here, said Talahav, glancing around over his shoulder. And then I just had the thought that they would have gone to school when Hagrid worked there. <laughs> They're awful. Yeah. Um, time's nearly up. Potter's had his hour. He's not coming. And he was sure he would come. He won't be happy. Better go back, find out what the plan is now. He and Dolohoff turned and walked deeper into the forest. Harry followed them, knowing that they would leave him exactly where he wanted to go. He glanced sideways, and his mother smiled at him, and his mother, his father nodded encouragement. They had traveled on mere minutes when Harry saw light ahead, and Yaxley and Dolohoff stepped out into a clearing that Harry knew had been the place where the monstrous Aragog had once lived. The remnants of his vast web were still there, but the swarm of descendants had spawned, he had spawned had been driven out by the Death Eaters to fight for their cause. A fire burned in the middle of the clearing, and its flickering light fell over a crowd of, sli- of completely silent, watchful Death Eaters. Some of, them had been, some of them were still masked and hooded, others showed their faces." Two giants sat on the outskirts of the group, casting massive shadows over the scene, their faces cruel, rough-hewn like rock. Harry saw Fenrir skulking, chewing his long, his long nails. The great blonde roll was dabbing at his bleeding lip. He saw Lucius Malfoy, who looked defeated and terrified, and Narcissa, whose eyes were sunken and full of apprehension. 
Every eye was here. fixed upon Voldemort. I know, right? <laughs> They're, They're like, like um, I just, I, can we go? Where is Draco? Can I go? Can I we go would home? like to find it's our kid. Literally, me every time I'm outside. <laughs> just narcissist eyes sunken and full of apprehension. Yeah. And my mom, my mom used to get mad at me and like send me outside as punishment, and I would just sit in the front waiting for my dad to come home and like look at him lovingly. In the middle like, of Aragog's lair. Yeah, and he'd be like, "All right, let me check." And he's like, five more minutes. You gotta stay. You just gotta. You don't want to go. You don't want to go knock on the neighbors and see if they wanted to play. I'm like, just let me come inside. I just don't. Let's go out here. <laughs> the world is out here. I just don't want to be here. Everyone's out here. Everyone's out here. Uh, Narcissus is like this. Oh, I, I hate all these motherfuckers. Narcissus Why are we over here? It. <laughs> like, I thought we were done with this. Like, I thought right. we decided. Um, His white hands folded over the elder wand in front of him. He might have been praying or else counting silently in his mind. And Harry, still standing on the edge of the scene, thought absurdly of a child counting in a game of hide-and-seek. Behind his head, still swirling and coiling, the great snake Nagini floated in her glittering, charmed cage (laughs) like a monstrous halo. (laughs) I'm still a bat. Like, the cage is just... I wasn't ready. Wait, I just... Maggie's typing, and I just need to know... What Maggie go. is typing. I just need to know what Maggie is typing. But I'm going to continue and then we'll uh, find out. Um, when da- Oh, okay. Uh, when Dalahav and Yaxley rejoined the circle, Voldemort looked up. No sign of him, my lord. Voldemort's expression did not change. The red eyes seemed to burn in the firelight. Slowly, he drew the Elder Wand between his long fingers. My lord, Bellatrix had spoken. You know, fresh, fresh with her baby at somebody's house. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, she, she was pumping. She's. <laughs> That's why he needed the hour break because he was right. giving Bellatrix a chance. Bellatrix is like, listen, to my pump. lord. Yeah. Um, I would love to keep I'm dueling. I'm pump soon. I am leaking, leaking while I'm trying to fight these people. Yeah. So you know, very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie says, no. "Nope, not yet." Now I'm like <laughs> apprehensive. Uh, right? You, um, you brought this on yourself. Keep going. <laughs> I did. Uh, she sat closest to Voldemort, like, on his lap, basically. Disheveled, her face a little bloody, but otherwise unharmed. Voldemort raised his hand to silence her, and she did not speak another word, but eyed him in worshipful fascination. I thought he would come, said Voldemort in his high, clear voice, his eyes on the leaping flames. I expected him to come. Nobody spoke. They seemed as scared as Harry, whose heart was now throwing itself against his ribs as though determined to escape the body he was about to cast aside. His hands were sweating as he pulled off the invisibility cloak and stuffed it beneath his robes with his wand. He did not want to be tempted to fight. I was, it seems, mistaken, said Voldemort. You weren't. Yes, come through, Harry. Harry said it as loudly as he could, with all the force he could muster. He did not want to sound afraid. The resurrection stone slipped from his numb fingers, and out of the corner of his eyes, he saw his parents, Sirius and Lupin, vanish as he stepped forward into the firelight. At that moment, he felt that nobody mattered but Voldemort. It was just the two of them. See, now I'm imagining Harry, like, whipping off the cloak cloak mad dramatically. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh! So dramatic. So good. The illusion was gone as soon as it had come. Right? Yeah. Uh, the giants roared as the Death Eaters rose f- together, and there were many cries, gasps, even laughter. Voldemort had frozen where he stood, but his red eyes had found Harry, and he stared as Harry moved toward him with nothing but the fire bet- between them. Then a voice yelled, Harry, no! He turned. Hagrid was bound and trussed, tied to a tree nearby. 
His massive body shook the branches overhead as he struggled, desperate. No, Harry, what are you- Quiet, said Roll. With the flick of his wand, Hagrid was silenced. Bellatrix, who had leapt to her feet, was looking eagerly between Voldemort and Harry. Her- <laughs> Her breast heaving, which is only funny because of the pumping. Because <laughs> she pumping. <laughs> <laughs> it's right? only funny because of our canon and because of stupid cursed child. <clears throat> the only thing that moved were the flames and the snake coiling and uncoiling in the glittering cage behind Voldemort's head. Harry could feel his wand against his chest, but he made no attempt to draw it. He knew that the snake was too well protected, knew that if he managed to point the wand at Nagini, 50 curses would hit him first. And still, Voldemort and Harry looked at each other, and now Voldemort tilted his head a little to the side, considering the boy standing before him. And singularly, and a singularly mirthless smile curled the lip, lipless mouth. Just you know, Harry Potter. He said very softly. You... His voice might have been. Okay, I'm like, how do you curl a lipless mouth? But I guess it's like real thin, just like real thin lips. No, I get that. I'm just, you know, you curl the lips. No, like a, I like. I imagine like a inner curl. <laughs> Robin mm. and I are just making faces at each other that no one but our Patronuses can see because it is a podcast. Um, <laughs> but we have lips. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's harder for Black us. Black girls, you know, um, it's kind of hard to like. Yeah. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Harry Potter, he said softly. His voice might have been part of the spitting fire. The boy who lived. None of the Death Eaters moved. They were waiting. Everything was waiting. Hagrid was struggling and Bellatrix was panting. And Harry thought inexplicably of Ginny and her blazing look and the feel of her lips on his. Robin! <laughs> the arrow was strong. You don't love this girl! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god! Maggie! Finally! Finally! <laughs> it is a quarter-drawn uh, comic of Voldemort pointing a wand at Harry, who is thinking has a thought bubble of Ginny. Huh? Thinking inexplicably of Ginny. Thinking inexplicably of Ginny, who and has Nikini coming out of her neck and porridge. There's a bowl of porridge. There's a bowl of porridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh Maggie. Sorry. Continue. Oh Maggie, thank you for that gift. <clears throat> Voldemort had raised his wand. His head was still tilted to one side, like a curious child wondering what would happen if he proceeded. A curious child into... or a cursed child? Oh no. No, thank you. Harry looked back into the red eyes and wanted it to happen now, quickly, while he could still stand, but before he lost control, before he betrayed fear, he saw the mouth move and a flash of green light, and everything was gone. Bum, bum, That's bum. it. The book is over. The series is done. Harry Potter uh, ended there, and that was it. And um, it was no more. There were no more chapters after that. That was it? Yeah. I was reading something to try to see if there was, like, insight into the chapter or whatever, and it was like, you know, you know, it's like four in the morning when you're reading mm -hmm. this book. And you probably paused it there, right? Like, you just closed the book. Just like, I'll get to the rest in the morning. <laughs> no. 
I was just like, what? Next page. <laughs> it's the next page so fast. So fast. Um, MVP? Joanne. Joe For the bars. How dare you? For the bars. No. Because there are bars. Um, she dropped them. It's literally one of the best written chapters. It is the best written chapter in the series. And just the prose, man. The prose. The metaphors. The comparisons. The similes. Feels. <sighs> just say the feel. The, way, the, the feels. The way that it brings back, like... You know, things from nearly every book as Harry walks through the castle. I love a good, like, callback. It's all great. It's all great. Sure. Sure, Jan. <laughs> um, I MVP'd Harry for um, just, just being emotionally Luck mature. Um, yeah. He didn't really need to inexplicably inexplicably <laughs> Jenny. Um, but I figure I can't bench him for that alone. Um, he, you know, empowered Neville. He mm-hmm. thought like very thoughtfully about his life and his friends and the people he loved and the people who loved him. And he was willing to sacrifice for those people and uh, still hasn't fully grasped but it's not all about him (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think he gets better about that Um, yeah I just Harry was out here doing big things truly so um, Tiana MVPs Joanne K. Rowling for her impeccable writing Mm -hmm. which I mean sure Jan Jazz MVPs Joanne for the feels. Um, Latte. Okay, I'm I'm missing a theme here. Okay. Um, yeah, because that Rowling. was what I was gonna do. Yep. J.K. Rowling. This is a brilliantly written chapter. Uh, Tay MVPs James for the until the very end line. Bianca MVPs <laughs> Remus because even in death yes. he is a kind and loving presence for Harry, a good dad. Mm. Hashtag dad. Hashtag dead. Um, Zay MVPs Harry for walking calmly to his death and including Neville and not getting sidetracked for once. But also Dumbledore for giving Harry this last great comfort. He really did care about Harry despite the things that had to be done. Mm. Maggie. Right, because he didn't actually need the stone there to mm-hmm. like for any other purpose but to have this Someone. comfort. Um Yeah. With him. Which is always interesting to me, and I know why, because what happens next chapter, but um, that Dumbledore doesn't show up in the Resurrection Stone. Mm. But Right. Yeah. Like, he could have if Joe hadn't needed him to be uh, yeah. Mr. Exposition. Like, oh, I, I, te- I, I got your text. But, um, <laughs> I was running. There was traffic, so traffic. I showed up a little later. A little later. So you already hit you know, yeah. you are well, a but like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I made it. I was trying to get to the forest. I'm waiting. Yeah, I was just waiting the for the train and the Hogwarts Express. I don't know I don't what's know going on. Um, the steam, they got to re, re-get the coal or something. Yeah, and, you know, I that's know. why we had they to move clean on the to electric trains, you know. Diesel is the way to go. But, you know, the Hogwarts Express, it's the only way to get down there. So, yeah. 
I'm here though. But I'm here. Hey, I didn't know that you were going to show up. I thought I was meeting you, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> cool. Maggie says this thing. This isn't an MVP, but um, well, she MVPs Harry, her brave, sweet boy. Then she uh-huh. was like, you know, Lucia's in the chat. Connie's here. Why not? When the books Maggie are wants, being released. Ma- Maggie's on the portraits team, but she also wants to be on the feelings bench team. Um, when the books were being released, I was the same age as Harry, but with the long summer, the last book was released when I was the same age as James and Lily, which same, but also didn't need it. Maggie. Didn't need it. When I first started reading the books, they'd already been out, but I was Harry's age. And then they finished when I was 17. Well, when I was 18, but when I was graduating high school. Okay, you guys don't. So nobody needs it. Like a lot of feels. You're four years older than I me. I was 20. Almost 21. Okay, and I just said I was 18. Yeah. So we're not that far apart. I, was, I, I am not as I go. I am not I as I go. I am a middle anyway. millennial. Anyway. <laughs> Lucia MVPs Harry for walking to his death with bravery to the last, for putting himself before others, for making sure the quiet could carry on without him. The quest. And the quest. The quest. I was like, the quiet. The quest. The <laughs> um, capitalized Q quest. To carry on Capital without him, Q. and for finally mm-hmm. learning to call, to call on others when he needed help. Marquita MVPs Harry for pure bravery. And <laughs> I think that is everything. Yeah. Nope. Raquel MVPs Raquel. Harry because I don't think I could have done what he did at seventeen. Um, I find out I have to die to save everyone and I would have taken a lot longer to, to decide than he did but also mm-hmm. like you know you would have had seven years to realize that you were the chosen one and you would have been camping for a year and you would have just been tired <laughs> like, I don't know maybe that's because I'm who I am but I would be like oh thank god I'm tired <laughs> Nevada Kadabra, I'll do it myself. I need this. I need this now. Cause so can you Let just get on with bed. it already? Can you stop smirking at me? Like, what are you doing with okay. your mouth? Just just get it over with. I'm just saying, like, you know, I I <laughs> am tired. I'm exhausted. So let's let's go. Bye. 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 Cause obviously you're not getting the memo that I'm not that into you. You keep popping up every year, year after year after year. So like fine. <laughs> You wore me down. <laughs> Who'd you bitch, Constance? Joanne. Um, for the mm-hmm. feels and for killing Colin. And for killing Remus. For killing Ooh. Colin and Remus. Yeah. She killed Colin. But that's why. She killed Colin. She killed like, for what? Colin. He was a child. He was a baby. Harry's also a child, but whatever. Right. They're all children. Oh, whoa, whoa. Bayana MVP Harry. She right. just, you know, yes. doesn't have any internet right now. Um, okay, so I bitched Joanne because, mm-hmm. you know, girl. Who asked don't... for it? Like, who do your cast like I said to, Like I said to Snape before, just go to therapy and leave us out of it. <laughs> just, you know, I get it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with loss and all this stuff, but like, mm-hmm. did I need to be a part of that? Did I need to be hurt? 
Hurt people hurt people. You did. Sure. Because you paid you paid to to I paid. Got to this chapter and was like, bitch, I want my money back. (laughs) You literally fast from the story that you from the story that you tell, you literally paid and like had to go across the country. I went with it. State to state to state. Looking hunting this book down. Yeah. Like you spent time and money. Oh yeah. To just to get it. Just to get it. Just to get it. So to get to this chapter and be like, did I need You it? did ask for it. <laughs> Mom, I know I put you through all of this driving, but I'm just oh. going to chuck this out the window right what now. What if I chucked it? I was right just quick. thinking that, like, what if I would have chucked it out the window? My mom would have been like, bitch. <laughs> but also, I didn't put my mom through all that driving. She did that to herself because I told her what was up and she was like, no, I'm coming with you. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Whew. Joanne. Bayana also benches um, Tomothy. Tomothy, the reason for the season. The reason for the season. Um, so, Tiana, who MVP'd, if you remember, Tiana MVP'd Joanne K. Rowling, and she benches, benched Maxima. Which Benched Maxima. Why did it take us so long to get know, benched Maxima? Can I let y'all know that every time there's a Maxima, I want to hurt y'all? <laughs> But why y'all, like, why we didn't introduce Maxima to the canon. Because you bring it. To the canon adjacent. But you just keep, you've, you've kept it alive. To the, ahist- to the ahistorical y'all have just kept it alive. Canon. You know, you need girls can't have nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bitch Maxima. <clears throat> Joanne K. Rowling for her impeccable writing. No one asked for the feelings. Well, Constance. Constance asked for them. And Lucia. A little bit. But you know. A little bit. Why? Um, so, and I don't know if you remember this, but Latte MVP Joanne, she also bitches Joe. Just don't do this to me. I signed up for this, but I didn't sign up for this. That's what I'm saying. You know? Jazz also, Jazz also MVP'd Joanne and benched Joanne. Oh, again. Yeah. Uh, Jazz. Again, again, the theme seems to be. Symmetry. Mm -hmm. MVP Joanne for the feels, benched Joanne for the feels. Hurt Mm -hmm. so good. Or so they tell me. Um... (laughs) Bianca benches Joe because why? I wonder if this Excellent is going question. to change. The like, <laughs> yeah. what if Joe loses the series? Well, I know she's not going to lose the series, but like, if Joe I know, ruins but still, Severus losing. <laughs> I mean, Sev got a lot of benches last week, Whew, and he. I'm gonna find a way to get him some more. Uh, they bench Joanne Catherine Rowling of Gloucester, England. The writing was wonderful, ooh. but the deaths were unnecessary. The world oh, did not treat Remus well, but she's in control. She could have given him the respect mm. he deserved, even if he had to die mm. anyway. Also Colin, also mm. Dobby, also Sirius. I mean, safe and Voldemort can go. But, you know. <laughs> it says R enough. <laughs> I read it as can go. <laughs> I read what I read. Just ad libbing. Ad Maggie bitches Tom, you bigoted megalomaniac piece of trash ooh, who would ooh, not li- who ooh. would have lived twice as long if you didn't do this shit. Could have minded ooh. his business. Literally could have just minded could've his business. Literally and like, doubled his lifespan had he just yeah. minded his business. Like literally, he could have lost all his horcruxes in other ways or not like and still lived because Harry. Right. <laughs> 
Like, if you had attacked him the first time, fine. You resurrected yourself. You out here. You living. You did it. Boom. You back. You back. I'm back. You I got here. a body. And then, Flesh, and blood, then just go to Albania and chill. Flesh, blood, just build bone, you a nice boom, house. Flip. I'm out here. Get your get your boo out of prison like you could have broken out bellatrix and then she would have been like hey what's up where we going and you would have been like albania girl and she would have been like cool leave my husband azkaban <laughs> let's be out here and then they could have just had a nice little shack in azkaban living in sin because she married and they not married or whatever and it would have been nice and albania? <laughs> oh, no albania is what i okay. mean i was like why don't they go back to Azkaban yeah. and have a shack there i mean you know Oh, because they, they like, like the Dementors. The mentor, they're not, I they mean, cool the with Dementors them. Yeah. We're probably going to be Bellatrix's maids yeah. of honor um, <laughs> walking down the aisle. You know, they already have the they already have the robes <laughs> right, and the exactly. matching, and it's in her color scheme. Right. You know, you know the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I peep game. I peep vision. Yeah. Marquita yeah. benches Joanne Rowling. She knows why. <laughs> she knows why. <laughs> Does um, she? I just need Lucia to go to sleep. I just feel like it's not time for her to go to sleep. <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> Wait, does she wake I don't know what time it is because I don't do math, but I just life? know. Lucia, do you wake up in the morning, get on this chat, and then go live your life? You are a sick woman. I love you, but this is just this is enough, okay? <laughs> Anyway, Lucia benches Dumbledore for getting so caught up in the fight for the cause that he neglected the people around him whom he loved to the point where they were convinced Mm. that he saw them at best as nothing but a tool to be used at the right time and worse, an inconvenience to his own schemes. Even now, at Mm. the end, Harry thinks of himself only as a sacrifice to serve a greater purpose. He's sacrificing himself out of the love he holds for others, a lesson taught to him not by Dumbledore, but by his mother. Yes. How does he know? How did his mother? How did he learn that lesson from his mother, but via the vessel that was Dumbledore? But she's what she's saying is is that Dumbledore was so compartmentalized, and that Dumbledore did actually love Harry, but did not know how to show it. Correct. I see. I peep that, but I also am hyper aware of the fact that every most of the things that Harry learned about his mother, except for like the Princess Taylor or whatever, was. Via Dumbledore telling him that his love, that his mother's love sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. Like Dumbledore passed that along to him. But I agree with what she's saying. I'm just saying Dumbledore happened to, it's just ironic that Dumbledore happened to be there because he was passing along the message from, the lesson from his mom, but wasn't getting it. You know, like he wasn't receiving it himself when he needed to. Mm -hmm. Marquita asks the question, Tom, wait, hold up. Yes, correct. I just need you to read that. Um, and then we'll get back to the benches. But Marquita just begs yeah. the question. Why Tom Tholomew missing all his facial features? Tom no nose, Tholomew. no lips, ultimate racism face. Ultimate. <laughs> Tom Tholomew. Tom Tholomew. And then that comes, and then that was perfectly above uh, Maggie's. Maggie's excellent artwork. artwork. Tay benches Voldemort for being such a punk that he feels the need to murder a child and then do it in front of a whole squad and then mock him with the boy who lived line. No puedo. In front of his whole squad. Whole like, squad. look at me. I'm so bad. I'm about to kill this Listen. kid. I'm so bad. 
we I are the worst about that there ever was. When Flesh, Blood, and Bone I am the came darkest out, lord. The darkest lord. When Flesh, Blood, and Bone came out, and Tom Tholomew was like, <laughs> okay, but who did MJ's Super Bowl <laughs> halftime? Because I need them to come help me choreograph. Because this is about to be... Right, he had the smoke the, and right, the flames. smoke, flames. You know, the popping up, t- pyrotechnics. the appar- apparition mm-hmm. in a circle, boom, bam, boom, like timed perfection. And so he was right, like, like the, the stage over his father's grave right. was just like, you know, immaculately lit. Right. And, you know, because he's a master mm-hmm. of Jillimans, he like peeped into Hedwig's head and he saw the future and he was like, oh, homecoming. I can do that. I could do something a little like, you know, still grand, yeah, yeah. but stripped down, still like big mm-hmm. and, and idealistic but like coming from the heart and still the intimate family. and personal right right and so you know that's where he came up with forest the boy who lives <laughs> come to die <laughs> aragog's aragog's lair is his coachella <laughs> it's just like harry's gonna come to me in the middle of nowhere and i'm going to slay him and Maggie said, Harry didn't hear it, but to be sure, Tom said, Avada Kedavra Maxima. And on that note... <laughs> Just to cover his bases. On that note. Just to cover his bases. Absolutely. Good night, all. <laughs> Here are final notes. Robin's like, it's, it's over. over. It's, we're, we're ending, ending it. it. It's done. We're done. Luna and I are going to get some pizza, and then I'm going to edit this thing. <laughs> so thank you for listening this was great was it? the feeling we spend time with the feelings and i think it brought us all to, together closer as a team so next week y'all will be discussing wow i just real. i well unless i scam my way no. <laughs> unless i scam my way into the flaw of the plan which is my other favorite chapter like because I just love, I love Harry's, you know, like protagonist, like exposition to Voldemort. Um, unless I scan my way into the flaw in the plan, this could be my last chapter of the series proper. My last guest chapter. Great knowing you. Because next week, <laughs> dang, because uh, next week y'all will be discussing. Huh? So we met you through with her team? You think <laughs> <laughs> Now the wizard team's over. Oh, it's over. <laughs> our cousinship, our cousinship lasted two hundred something episodes. That's it. That's it. Um. So y'all will be discussing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Chapter Thirty Five, King's Cross. One of my favorite so lines sure ever. Correct. A a bar. A bar. Jo- Joanne really hit these bars the last, you know, the last mm-hmm. chapter chapters. So make sure to read and follow along and let us as a team know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter at we black and nerds, hashtag wizard team. And don't forget, we are live tweeting the final books on Friday, August 2nd um, for part one and Saturday, August 3rd for part two. You have until 11, well, until 5.59 Pacific time on Friday, August 2nd to get all your votes in. You have been warned. Charm the vote. Charm the vote.
See you later, guys. Bye-bye.